This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So, dude, what is this you're listening to? You need to pump up some jams. I mean, come on, it's Friday. People want to dance. Ah, yeah, Phil knows what I'm talking about, don't you, Phil? Let's break out the glow sticks. It's time to get this party started. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V.I.G. For sure, know by the way that you're not gay. I mean, I, because I, how do you know you're not gay? Well, because I've been there a couple times. It's not for me. You never told me that. You've been there. You've been there. What does that mean? Where have you been? Vaginas. You've been to the vagina. I've been to the vagina store, oh. and I didn't find anything I wanted to purchase. You'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. Man, when I got shingles, it was something awful. You like are definitely you're the real thing. That a lot of people say. So, do you think if you weren't, I mean, if you were less fake, do you think you would be, or you could, or you have a desire to? Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Okay. So this is happening. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Just when I thought this day was getting better. My issue is that we wake up to this month awesome. And now, hello. The writers of this program are depending on my ethnic but non-threatening voice to explain things they are too lazy to set up traditionally. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Friday morning, the 18th of January. Hey, kids. What's Hi. Happening? Hey. How do you know when it's time to walk away from a successful career? This <laughs> <laughs> is a wow. much larger issue than I thought we'd be getting into. Right? At 530. You, uh, you know, you see those quarterbacks who, you know, they 17 years in the league and they win that Super Bowl and you think that's the time to that's the time to pack it in. Don't come back. Don't turn into Joe Montana on the Chiefs, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or Michael yeah. Jordan with the Wizards, sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there and there are lots of uh, lots of examples of people who just hang on too long when there's an obvious point at which they should hang it. Yeah, up. you know what though? I think those people have been playing football in that particular case their entire lives. It's all mm-hmm. they know. Yeah, so to say, okay, I'm leaving now, it seems like it just goes counter to everything that they've ever experienced. Yeah. I just don't see what the point is of continuing on with this show once we've been retweeted by Witchrot. I just I think <laughs> at that point it's just that's I see. I didn't realize you're going for that. <laughs> yeah, that's the sign of, well, you've accomplished everything a radio show can set out to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
why why are we even on the air today? I mean, that happened yesterday. I know. I have my tattoo appointment at two to get the whole retweet on my back, oh, which God. is still trying to figure out what that is. But yeah, <laughs> we got uh, retweeted by Witch Rob. I mean, they were very excited about Witch Rob Wednesday. Obviously, we were all wearing our T-shirts that day in support. And uh, Jensen, I don't know if you had a chance to go to Witchrot's uh, Twitter uh, page, but they are new to the social media site. Yes, they just joined in November. Yeah, they they they're they're riding the wave of viral and joined Twitter. <laughs> joined Twitter, yes, yeah, six weeks ago. Yeah, they are only following Witchrot. By the way, is the uh, Toronto doom metal band that we have been uh, obsessed with ever since their their viral breakup announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stoner rock, maybe is a better way to say it. But they uh, they only follow three accounts. On Twitter, mm-hmm. Kevin and Bean was the first one. Yay! Is that is that because we're so metal? I think so. Because we're so yeah. metal, they, yeah. they know that we stay heavy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, good. Hashtag stay heavy. We uh, we got them on Twitter. You guys, three accounts: Kevin and Bean, Joe Rogan, and then a recording studio. I guess Bronco Studio, where they're working on their new music right now. That's it. I just feel like we're in simpatico with Witch Rod. Like we're. Like maybe we could now. join the band or something. I mean, just to tell you what kind of geniusness we're uh, we're joining. Eleven hours ago, they tweeted, "Grandma and I making sausages. She's pretty metal." <laughs> okay. And then hashtag Hungarian food. Hashtag grandma. Hashtag metal grandma. Hashtag not really. Hashtag whatever. Hashtag sick dude. Hashtag go for gold. Hashtag smoking meat. <laughs> What do you think Grandma thinks about the music of Witch Rot? Loves it. Couldn't be happier. I just, I can't imagine a world in which the parents or the grandparents or or the siblings or the friends of Witch Rot are into their band. Even their friends, Bean? Come on. Maybe their friends. Also, so much sausage. God, that's a it's so much. Do you, are you looking at it? Yes. It's the it's a, a dining room table full of sausage. <laughs> like, how are they? Yeah. How will they ever need that much sausage? I don't know. <laughs> well, they live in Canada. Is this a, this isn't the type of thing that you you cook? It. Maybe they cook it all ahead of time. Maybe they killed a deer, cooked it all ahead of time, and then now they're freezing it. Or Honestly, it looks like they killed a human. It is so much sausage. <laughs> it really is too much. It's too much sausage. It's too much sausage. TMS. Jensen, you have to write to them and ask why they have so much sausage. Right, I'm asking right why now. Why so much? I'm asking right now. I'll update you if they respond. <laughs> why so much sausage? <laughs> this can't be any serving size. <laughs> no, of course not. Uh, they're a great band, guys. I mean, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit here and wait until we get a response. This feels weird that we're just waiting. I'm sorry, we're gonna now. wait till till they respond to us on yes. Twitter. Okay, yes, we are. Why that might so be a while because am I? Overly excited by Witch yeah. Hot knowing yeah. they exist? No, I'm yeah. with you, but I'm always with you. I'm with you with Friday, so. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's awesome. I do like the idea that they posted a picture of that much meat, and the other comments <laughs> are just metal, my husband's Hungarian, yes, unreal, outstanding, and then me, why so much sausage? <laughs> <laughs> what, Kevin, have you seen the photo? I have, yes. How can you? What would you ever do with that much meat? I mean, I can't. Ima- <laughs> right, go ahead and pull it, go Jeff. Ahead. I know. <laughs> I can't imagine. It must be for the next year. They're just going to put it in a freezer and eat it, you know, for a year. Maybe they run like a kebab business. 
I honestly. It's as good a joke. Uh, I mean, answer as any. I can't think of why you would want this much. And I'm also concerned. It's a lot of sausage, you guys. I'm concerned that the witch rock guy. I mean, clearly they haven't made the kind of money they need to make yet, which they will make long term. We know that. Well, they're that talented. Yeah. And so maybe there's a witch rock meat business, a Hungarian meat business. Mm. Interesting. All right, we got to find out more about Witch Rock Guy's grandma. I'll let, yeah, I'll let you know as she soon seems as, to be the ringleader. That's right. I'll let you know as soon as uh, the message has been responded to. Okay. All right. Good. That's a great way to start. See, maybe there is a reason to stay on the air, you guys. Here, I thought we were done yesterday. Now I realize this this could be the beginning of a yeah, beautiful there's, journey. There's still more. I mean, if this doesn't end with Witch Rock playing Weenie Roast, then I don't know what I'm doing anymore. It has to happen. It's true. Yeah. It has to happen. They're singers from L.A. I mean, it's all connected. I'm in. Okay. And we, you know I'm what? In. And you know what? We'll invite the grandma. Have her bring down some sausage. Oh, she's got strong. plenty. Yeah. yeah, she can feed the whole place, the whole, <laughs> the whole arena. She's a lot she's of sausage. Doing, she's actually catering it. <laughs> catering weenie roast, sausage roast. There you go. All right. Boom. Boom. All right. I sausage like it. roast. I'm sure is already <laughs> trademarked. I did rent it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about today's Kevin and show, shall we? What I love about this show is it gives someone like you a chance for a much bigger audience, and you absolutely deserve it. You're brilliant. Wow. Wow. A rare vote of uh, confidence for you, Kevin. Nudists, what's up? (laughs) Great question. (laughs) We're going to talk to you if you're a nudist today. I'm a never nude. You guys know that. We've talked about that before. Sure. But for real? Or are you just joking? Nobody ever, including me, needs to see this. I mean, I'm not arguing that. I'm just yeah. saying. So I'm the opposite. You know, like Psycho Mike used to get out of the shower, put, I mean, get into a shower, taking his shirt off as he got in. Mm-hmm. Who's, was, who's he avoiding? There was no one else there. <laughs> yeah. He, he just had real body issues. Oh. He, but for no reason. I have plenty of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have Sam the Armenian Comedian on the program today, you guys. My first uh, direct experience. You've never... Interacted with him? No, I've heard uh, him clearly for years. Sure, but uh, no, this will be my first time as as a quarter Armenian. I feel like I'm closest to him. Okay, but I'm also not insane. That won't help. Yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's uh, super angry at us. Oh, very mad at us. Really? Yeah. Wow, TikTok. Okay. <laughs> TikTok indeed. <Allie>. A <laughs> uh, brand new internet roundup on today's show. We have uh, our friend Paul Shear joining us in studio. Yay, Love Paul! Very excited about that. Um, Looks very silly with hair in the new series, <laughs> and a lot of hair. A it's not hair. like they just gave him hair. They were like, "We're going to give you a ton." It's like that little baby one-year-old's hair that we were... Chunko! Chunko. He's Chunko of the television show. (laughs) Uh, Here's the thing that came up yesterday that I was not aware of, and that's that you could be too nervous to watch your sports team in the playoffs. Your favorite team. Too nervous. Yeah. Yes, I was uh, surprised by that conversation as well. I got thoughts. I met a fan who can't do it. Right? Loves, Loves her team, but when it comes to the playoffs... It's uh, it makes her sick. She can't can't watch a minute of it. Has to find out after the game who won. That's craziness. Interesting. Does seem like you're missing the point of the whole season, which right. is to get to the playoffs <laughs> and keep it 100 because it's Friday. We will take a break. We'll come back with uh, what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, Allie. Hey, Bean. What's happening? Well, we all know that the Grammys are going down February 10th on yes. CBS here in L.A. Back in L.A. I mean, just from last year because right. it was in New York. Sure. Um, we know that Alicia Keys is hosting. And still a weird choice. Uh, it's fine. I think. I think it'll yeah. be fine. And now we know some of the performers. We've got Camilla Cabello, Cardi B, Janelle Monet, Post Malone, Casey Musgraves, Sean Mendez, and Dan and Shay. I don't know Country them. duo. They're having Country. a moment. Country. Oh, yeah. yes. Okay. Having a big moment right now. Dan and Shay. I thought you were just making that up for a second. And Bob and Joe. <laughs> and Frank and Jim. Just two guys who went to high school with Dan and Shay. <laughs> we hang out with them. No need for last name. No bags. Yeah. No bags. So uh, that's those are some names that you can watch perform. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's accurate reporting. Thank you so mm. much. You guys know I... Uh, Maybe more than anyone, maybe except Bean, love the olds. I love old people. Right. Sure. I think they're, they're our last bit of history, and we need to sit with them and learn from them and and just gain so much knowledge. Cook sausage with them. Cook sausage with right. them. Whatever mm-hmm. you need to do. But way I, too much sausage. Too much. Yeah, that's too much sausage. TMS. Yeah. I adore old people. Right. Does a 97-year-old man... Yes, he does. Need dare to you. be behind the wheel of a car. Oh. Don't take away his independence. When he's married to the Queen of England, he <laughs> never has to drive ever. Why are you driving your Range Rover and getting in accidents, endangering the good people of England? You're 97. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you just say, hey, I've been driven around my whole life. Let's continue that for the last bit of air that I have in my lungs. Prince Philip and the Queen both still drive, by the way. Generally very near the Sangringham estate where this happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. But it's not not like they're driving across country. This is an odd defense from being. It is, yeah. 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 Most accidents, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Happened close to home. Right. Yeah, and this that one was literally pulling out of the driveway of the San- Sandringham estate. The way it, Bean said yeah. it with nonchalance yeah. also is terrifying. Exactly. Did I'm like, you Sandringham. See, did you see the photo? Yeah, the car was totaled. He tur- he t- he turned it not upside down. I guess he turned it on its side. Yeah. Yeah. He's 97. Yeah. And wasn't hurt. Yeah. That's a baller. How do you... <laughs> he does have a different take on this than all of us. No, I'm just saying, if you can turn your car on your side at 97 <laughs> and walk away unhurt, that's amazing. A He's bean, Superman. A bean is totally, like, it, it is an honor to be hit and nearly killed right? by Prince Philip. That man should be thankful and thank him 
for hitting him. You said he was just coming out of the driveway? Out of the driveway. So how did he do that? It just collided with another vehicle. (laughs) Almost like he just pulled out of the driveway thinking that road was his too. Like olds do. (sighs) The two women in the other car were also not hurt, by the way. And I found this interesting. But he's got to put him to death, right? Kevin, this is going to really annoy you, is that uh, no citation was issued, no blame was assigned. How about that? I mean, he's 97. We know where to put the blame. Right, but they're not. And we know where to find them, They're not, is the point. (laughs) Right, but they're not. Can't get a hold of this Prince Philip Uh. guy that hit my car. (laughs) Anyone know him? Where does he live? (laughs) Putting up his picture on Twitter. Do you know this guy? He hit me. This 97-year-old man still allowed to drive. Who could he be? (laughs) So I guess you just get away with it if you're in the royal family, right? Yeah. Of course. I mean, yeah. What are they going to do? Make him come to traffic court or something? I guess not. At 97? <gasps> what if yeah. he had to go to like traffic court, then he had to go to traffic school and yeah. sit there for hours, and people were like, I don't want to sit by the old guy. It <laughs> smells like cabbage. I would do it online, but my <laughs> kids aren't helping. I can just about walk. I can't hold a walk. I can't see too far, and I can't hear too good. Just say maybe he shouldn't be driving. It's funny, you mentioned, it's funny you mentioned his uh, his kids, Jensen, because, you know, Prince uh, Prince Charles' his son has got to be 70. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he, he's the other generation who shouldn't be driving. <laughs> right. That's the, his kids, though. Yeah. Oh, dear. My kids, well, kids, kids. We'll, uh, we'll tackle that and other tough issues coming up on a very special Kevin and Bean. But for now, some birthdays. Dave Bautista. Jonathan Davis from Corn. Ooh, sounds good. Yeah, hasn't missed a step there. Kevin Gossner, and a man that has a lovely sister named Allie that's one of the best artists I know. Jason Siegel. Hey. Happy birthday. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Jensen, tell us about Carolyn Calloway. Oh, am, am I, I saying s- that right? Or Caroline? Karen Calloway. Okay. Caroline Calloway. I am, I've been so obsessed with this deep dive on Instagram. <laughs> uh, a lot of people may have heard of it. This week, obviously, total disasters right. are in the news. We right. have both Firefest docs uh, dropping on Hulu and Netflix. And now people are saying we might just have Firefest 2 on our hands. Mm. Oh, all right. She's a 27-year-old Instagram influencer. I had Christine come in, producer Christine come into the uh, to the studio because she is a self-confessed fan, correct? Okay. <laughs> well, before before you even start to distance yourself, you are one of the 850,000 people who follow her on Instagram. What she did and why she became semi-famous per se is she is an American girl who moved uh, abroad to to attend Oxford. She, Cambridge. Cambridge. Oh, Cambridge yeah. Sorry, in Oxford. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she would basically write an Instagram story. So very long. Long form. Long yeah. form. I mean, like almost a bit of a novel chapter. Yeah. And she would explain her life having her boyfriend Oscar and m- making flower tiaras and taking Real pictures. flowery language. Yes. Made it feel like she was living a fairy tale life. And, and, and you know, I'll admit she can write well. Mm-hmm. She It's a little too twee for me. It's like <laughs> watching Garden State. Uh, but she's But she's good at it. Right. You know what I mean? And so she just amassed this cult of people who wanted to follow every word and everything she was doing. And now, Christine, tell me why you're in that cult. Explain it. Okay, so you kind of combined two of her phases of her account. Yes. So five years ago when I started following her, I just happened upon this account mm-hmm. of this the American girl who was going to college in London. Okay. And I had never traveled to Europe before and didn't get to do study abroad. And I thought, oh, that's really sweet. And it was just like, she's like a normal girl. And her life there was just kind of, 
interesting to me. Yes. And she was a great writer, like you were saying. Yeah. And so it wasn't like a... Uh, a big. She didn't have eight hundred thousand followers at the time, but she it was did just, get. She did get a half a million dollar book deal pretty early in in the yes, run. Yes, and it comes out afterwards that this was her plan. She was telling Oscar, her yes, boyfriend her at boy- the time, <laughs> yeah, that, your friend Oscar, yes, my yeah. friend Oscar, yeah. um, that she was going to turn her Instagram account into a book. And she so did. she shopped it around, got rejected, rejected, and finally did it. Okay, so While, good for her. Okay, yes, all good for her. Now, what you need to know about Caroline is that. If you're following the journey, like our friend Christine did, things got a little weird over time. Like, for example, <laughs> she admitted that she was going to give back the advance of the book because she couldn't deliver it two years later. On top of that, out of nowhere one day, she just said, you know, I cheated on Oscar. That's kind of a bum out because we've all been following your romance and we've turned you into a bit of a Meg Ryan movie, right? But she cheated on him. And then on top of that, she started to drop in that she might be addicted to Adderall. Yep. Okay. Those things but are doesn't, all... So, but doesn't all of this just make her, for in some ways, more interesting and totally. more real to have faults and problems? Well, totally. Well, let's get into the stuff she does outside of that. Okay. Uh, so she started to do these, like, meetups every once in a while. She did one that, that kind of paid off. She showed up at a bar and everyone was able to sort of buy her drinks. And she did a shirt collaboration. But all the other things she brought up, television show ideas, obviously the book, a bunch of other promises she made started to fall through over and over again. She'd even talk to journalists and set up an interview and then just never be heard from again. This girl has a very millennial touch when it comes to making plans Mm. or ideas. Okay. And she set up an influencer meetup, basically. It was going to be $165 per girl who signed up, and it sold out in days. Literally, she sold like 300 tickets in minutes. She started to open it up to other cities. And if you knew Caroline Calloway, what would you think is probably the problem in selling all these tickets? That now she has to follow through. She has to follow through on anything. She had no plans. She had no venue. She had no, she would tell people when you show up, I'm going to have a mason jar filled with beautiful flowers for each of you. And I'm going to have homemade salads. And it was like, sort. and she's like, and then I'm going to set up an hour meet and greet, but I'm not going to be there because it's just you guys getting caffeinated. I want you guys to chat with each other before I come. My favorite though about the salads is after one of the first meetups that she did, she realized, and I quote, it's really hard to cook these for 50 people. Okay, you're not cooking salads. And then she had promised um, through Eventbrite that that she was going to have these wonderful flower crowns for every single person that showed up. It turned out to be a little flower clip that you put in your hair to take a picture with her. Then you gave it back for the next person to put the flower uh, clip in her hair to wow. take a picture. Yeah. And so there you, was one? Yeah. So jank. Just one flower. And yeah. So it, she was in over her head. But She's me, not oh, an event oh, oh, organizer. Let me ask no. you a question. Yes. Was she in over her head or was she from the very beginning just scam artist? I would always say, I, I always lean towards the positive and would think she's just mm-hmm. in over her head. But this is a a, a pattern yeah. of just blown opportunities over and over again where she just truly doesn't care. And she sort of has this privileged, uh, dare I say, white girl uh, aura to her as far as setting up these plans. And, and, you know, on top of that, now, after all this press, because Seth Rogen has tweeted about it, Roxanne Gay has tweeted about it, all these people about, you know, she has to give back all the money, and she did, because people went to it and found out they had to sit on the floor. People, uh... Unbelievable. But the best is, tell them about uh, all the different cities where she just decided, we'll do it all in so New York. So, after she finds a New York venue, which is the cutest part of this, she finds a great New York venue, and she <laughs> puts on her Instagram story, hey guys, I'm thinking about moving it all just to New York. What, what do you guys think about that? And how, gave and gave two options. So how remember, many cities were San Antonio and Boston, I mean, Boston all, all these yeah. other cities. She goes, I'm thinking about just everyone going to New York. What do you guys think? And the two options for the poll were, yeah, that sounds great, or F yeah. 
So nobody could <laughs> tell her that that's a terrible idea, no. and they can't make it to New York. And then she reported on the results. Guys, the poll's in. We're going to move it all to New York. All right, Christine, defend this insanity. Okay. Go so for it. So you are trying to... Oh, right. <laughs> okay. This girl, first yeah. of all, is insufferable. I am telling you that... Okay. I, all right. I, oh, I under- Christine has turned She's on. She's turning. All right. Well, I mean, this is years ago. Okay. Now, after um, her book deal fell through, and it comes out that she is a completely different person than she painted herself to be, yes. one of the redeeming factors and why people, I think, started to follow her more is... You're 22 years old, and of course you don't know who you are, who you are yet. And mm-hmm. she's finding herself and figuring herself out. So it was that part was interesting to see that as a human being, you have flaws. It's your journey. You can admit that, like you made mistakes. Take money from people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. But so, now she's 27. Right. Yeah. She is 27 yeah. now, and this is why I again I'm not a fan of hers, but I'm interested in the story. I think it's the same reason why people really love things like. Uh, e-reality shows. It's like people who open up their life. I'm I'm an intensely private person and I think it's fascinating people who share those very intimate private details of their life with the world. And I normally don't care, Mm. but I think because this was somebody who I was interested in before, I was like just curious what happened to her, you know? Mm -hmm. And Instagram is a very easy, non-committal way to follow someone's life, right? Do you still follow her? I mean, yes, I follow her on Instagram. Mm. I don't really read the stories, huh. but huh. I did see that. Still a cult member. She's oh a God, real Caroline Calloway head. Right? Uh, so real quick, just so you know, uh, some new updates also. Yes. Put on okay. It's back on, guys. So What's back tour? on? The tour. She mm. gave back all the money, but it's back on, and now she's going to be taking ticket purchases. You can go and get your own one flower tiara. You can get your own mason jar filled with seeds, by just the way. Seeds. Just flower just seeds. seeds. <laughs> there were no actual seeds in it. but you No can... soil, no nothing. Yeah. Just seeds. And you can allow her mom and her to make salads for you. It's all going to happen. $165 was the price then. I'm hoping it just doubles. Is no, it it's ju- $165. She hired listen. a caterer this time. Oh, listen look, to her. Listen, listen to the defender. Yeah. Are you going to go? No, Wait, you guys. Can oh, I don't pay? act like we're crazy. Yeah. We're not following her. Can we pay for you to go for the show? Oh, my God. It's tomorrow in New York. So, oh, yes, you right. totally right. can. Well, when it comes to L.A., you and, and we'll, we'll send you and you'll get a flower tiara. Oh, geez. And you'll come back and tell us you what should, salad was like. I mean, you should unfollow her is what I'm saying. If she's a scam artist, right? I, I don't think call, she's a I mean, scam artist. Uh, I think she was just made a mistake. I agree with Christine, by the way, but I know next to nothing about this woman. I, I, mean, I understand that Jensen has pointed out some shady stuff. To me, it sounds like somebody who was in over her head. It really does. Sounds like somebody bit... who's trying to create a good fan experience but has no idea how to do it. It'd be like if you and me, Kevin, tried to put on the weenie roast by ourselves. You know, we're just out of our depth. Yeah, yeah. in the same way that Enron was just trying to get us all power and energy. <laughs> <laughs> Beat, it would be like has... us doing weenie roast without booking any bands, but yeah. selling tickets. Yeah. But the yeah. thing is, like, I think this girl, and one of the reasons why I'm not a fan of hers, is mm, she you has... You should unfollow her, yeah, then. Follow her. She has an incredibly overinflated ego and self like sense of self-confidence and sure. so i think that the idea of anybody who would charge tickets to have people come see them speak about themselves is right. weird in in the first place but you're doing it no i'm not <laughs> okay. <telling> you guys <laughs> but at the same time i do i don't think that there was like malice involved like she was trying to dupe people i think she thought this was going to be an interesting thing and literally had no clue was completely clueless about what it took to produce an event. Maybe no malice involved, but so much entitlement that she thought people wouldn't care. That she thought people wouldn't mind if they're sitting on the floor eating a 
little bit of lettuce. <laughs> You're a hundred percent right on so, that. So yeah, uh, to me, that's that's almost as bad as scamming. Okay, to to your point and to Jensen's point, the, when her event started to unravel mm-hmm. while she was cooking the salad, cooking, and she was yep. having sure. a mental breakdown. Right. Mm-hmm. The next stories were things like, "Okay, guys, cooking is really hard, and I hope you don't mind, but maybe we can just brown bag it." Would you guys mind Holy doing that? Holy crap! <laughs> there, she said, "I'll put more money into the tiaras." Yeah. That's you... what she said. For real, she's like, "Bring a brown bag. I'll put more money in the flowers." You need yeah. to unfollow Two right now. On the clip. Do you have your phone with you right I now? Do, I you do. need to unfollow oh right God. now. Seriously? Unfollow, <laughs> unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. Come Jeez, on. Peer pressure, guys. You're the one. You're giving us half the information on her being a terrible person. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. Unfollow, Press unfollow the unfollow. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kevin and B. K. Rock. Karaoke. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We um, we did a story last week about the nudist uh, restaurant in Paris that was mm-hmm. closing down due to lack of business. It only was opened up for uh, for 15 months. And I remember we all had some ha-has about who wants to go eat uh, naked. And um, I guess we weren't surprised it closed down. But I wanted to revisit the topic because in that same article, they talked about how much more popular nudism is becoming. And I've found similar articles saying the same thing here in America, in other parts of uh, of Europe, where there are more and more uh, clubs and organizations and activities that are planned around nudism. And again, I should start off, uh, especially if you're, you know, you got kids in the car or something like that, completely non-sexual. There's nothing about this the nudists say that is sexual. There's a, di- a difference between sexual nudity and non-sexual nudity. They're talking about people who just... They just want to go to the museum or golf while freeballing. <laughs> I do not want to golf. <laughs> there are certain things that you just shouldn't do naked. Well, but that's I'm the atti- but that's the attitude that I think that they're trying to fight with is which is why though why are we hey why are you so uptight man I think it's the question they're asking. There are people look I don't find clothes very constricting but apparently there are some people who say you can't. Imagine the charge and the rush and the freedom and how good it feels to not have to worry about what you're wearing and just to be able to enjoy the activity, whether it's going to a museum or going on a cruise or whatever it is. People are really into doing stuff in the buff. I I just immediately start thinking about 
me sitting in a chair and who else has sat in that chair. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, I immediately start thinking of just the grossness of it. Like, it doesn't sound enjoyable. It, but I think in that case, let's say your example of a, a cruise ship chair, for instance, I think just like you would do at the gym, I think you would be, you would the environment would be, hey, be courteous to the people coming up next to you and that wipe does... it down or, or sit on a towel or something like that. Now no, you're counting on people to be good? I was about to say, I don't no. even trust people at the gym to not look at me weird. I mean, I, I, I don't trust they them to walk down. They need a stack of chairs on that um, ocean liner and then it, when you sit in and you're done, you just throw it over. Throw it in the ocean. Get a new what, one. What, what would be wrong? Look, I'm no nudist here, okay? But I'm just saying, I'm playing devil's advocate. What would be wrong with the policy being you put down a towel if you're sitting on a, a, a lounge chair? That seems uh, no, like I that's, think that's totally fine. It's totally fine. I just don't trust anyone, let alone nudists, enough to keep the entire place sanitary. And and you think you're going to get something off of somebody's butt that you're not already getting off of t- t- touching every doorknob that somebody's grimy hands have been on? Uh, yes, I d- actually do think. <laughs> Suddenly, that. there's a possibility. I know that was like a you know like a question that had no real merit right. to it, but the answer is yes. I'm more nervous for my butthole to touch where another person's butthole was <laughs> than my hands touching the same uh, doorknob. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Uh, this article in England says that the naked bike ride, <laughs> now in its 50th bike year ride. bike those ride. Seats. Think about those what? seats. Those seats aren't even enjoyable when I'm clothed. What? Well, I think you would you ride your own bike in a bike, a, you know, a bike ride. Uh, I think, I'm, I'm saying visually the seats disgust. Everything disgusts me about this. Wear clothes. Nothing's wrong with clothes. Um, 1,300 Londoners uh, rode in this year's naked bike ride. Uh, the most recent Naked Bike Ride. So I guess the question I'm asking is, and I'd love to go around the room and get y'all's thoughts on this. Is there any, do you, do you buy the story that people just enjoy being naked for naked sake because they don't have to worry about other people judging them because it's an accepting community and it's just feels good and it's not creepy and it's not sexy and it's not about, oh, you're not fit enough or you're not young enough to take off your clothes. I mean, does that make any sense to you that that might be an experience that people might enjoy? I think if you can get to the point where you are completely out of your head thinking, oh, my God, I need to stick in my stomach. I need to do this. I need to do that. And you're completely out of that zone. Mm -hmm. You're more focused on a lot better things because you're not. frees up a lot of time and energy. uh, Yeah. You're, you're not in that zone of I need to impress someone. Am I wearing this correctly? Do I look good enough? That type of thing. If you wipe all of that away. That must be extremely freeing, not just spiritually, but emotionally everything. But does that go away when you take off your clothes? Because aren't you if, more conscious of... It, they say that at a point, you just get to the point where you're like, this is me. This is it. Everybody in that community feels that same thing. She's, so you're if saying, you can get to that... Yeah, you're saying basically to have the flu shot, you have to be injected with the flu. Do you know what I mean? Like, take the take the sickness so that you don't have to feel it. Like, I'm naked now. Doesn't matter. This is as bad as it can get. I feel great. Uh, essentially, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. If, if because you're never walking around as, as bad as it can get. I think I can do that clothed. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can feel better about myself and just start working on my esteem clothed. Okay. We, uh, we want to take your calls, by the way, at 1-800-520-1067. If you have any either thoughts on this or preferably experience with nudism. I mean, we have nude beaches, some in Southern California. Sure. Yeah. There must be people who have gone. 
I can't see me getting to the point where I would be not staring at boobs. Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. I have some experience here. <laughs> oh, you do? I do. I, when I was a rapper, I went on a spring break tour of Jamaica, mm-hmm. and they kept they had us stay at a nudist hotel, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was a joke, then found out they were just trying to save money. Uh, <laughs> there is no one in – there was no one in that hotel, in that entire resort that I ever wanted to see nude. Not one person. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that because I was going to have to. Is that it's just it's not it isn't the hot people being. <laughs> but that's not the but that that's, But so you're that, saying that's staring not at the boobs. Point. Well, but I'm, I'm just saying, saying if you're I, worried about it turning sexual in your mind, mm-hmm. ain't gonna happen. But I think the whole point again, I can't speak for nudists. That's why I want to get some on the phone here. But I think the whole point is like Allie was saying. You're not looking for hot people. It doesn't matter if the people in the group are 60 or 20 because that's not what it's about. It's not about turning people on or impressing people. It's just about stripping away the outer layer and getting down to just person-to-person communication. Amen, No, I'm the exact opposite. I think this is a bad thing. I think we should all be clothed. I think we should all wear burkas. Even trash bags. I want to look like Missy Elliott in the Hype Williams video. I'm fine. Kevin, didn't you go in Europe to a naked beach? Yeah, uh, in Barcelona. Barcelona, okay. Now, you're way too immature to just take that as it comes, right? I mean, yes. Okay. There are exceptions to this, and I'm not one. I mean, I am one of them because it's impossible for me to be around nude people and not look and judge. 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 Sure. Judge, yeah. Right. Sure. Would you at all, when you went to the nude, uh, the nude beach, were you nude as well? No. I was not. No. I, yeah, me also, if you're asking no. about the uh, Jamaican resort. Yeah, you, it's not a thing where people look down on you if you wear clothes. No. But uh-huh. they just also don't look down on you if you're naked. Right. But you you, look down on them. I mean. Literally. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Would you ever be the guy who like, hey, I can take off my clothes. I'm going to take off my clothes and be on this beach? Because people don't know you. It's not like you have to worry about running into them the next day at work. I don't think so. I don't don't have the need. But but I don't have the need either. But um, I, I don't think so. But it also doesn't enter my mind. You've never swam in an ocean naked? No. Ah, uh, once you do, there's no going back. I'm telling you right now. What All about right. like skinny dipping? You've skinny dipped. I but I yes, but I haven't been. I didn't think it was more enjoyable than swimming in trunks. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah, no. The water gliding over your body. You're basically a seal. What is this? An episode of Real Sex on HBO? Yeah, what is happening? What is this? <laughs> I haven't done that, Allie. But that sounds like it. You. It would be a completely different and exhilarating. Experience. It is euphoric, Bean. Yeah. All right. Weirdo. We have some calls on the line. Uh, We're going to take a very quick break. Evelyn, you stand by. We're going to talk to you. Uh, Caleb as well. Everybody else, please hang on. I think think this could be uh, an interesting conversation, and I think we should take it seriously. Sure. And maybe -hmm. maybe learn a little something here. Absolutely. 1-800-520-1067. Right back to your calls next on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Already. Naked. Yes, if you're already naked, this is for you. It is, actually, yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. As you know, Kevin, we're talking about uh, nudists, nudist colonies, nudist events, nudist restaurants, nudist museum galleries. Nudists, what's up? Nudist, what's up? What are you talking about? We want to see some naked dudes. I know you do, but right now we're taking calls at 1-800-520-1067. Colton, excuse me, Tom and Colton, you hang on. We're going to get to you next. First, let's get Justin from Long Beach in here. Uh, Justin, for folks who weren't with us in the last segment, I guess the point was 
is that you go to a nudist thing, a nudist event, and it's not a sexual thing. It's a freedom thing. It's a strip away all of uh, all of the constraints of society and just be yourself and enjoy other people. What's your experience been with nudism, sir? Yeah, I call crap on that one. Um, <laughs> when, when, when my wife and I first got together, uh, when we first got married, we thought it'd be fun to go to a nudist beach uh, that was near a college town. So we were thinking there would be people close to our age. Uh, we got there, and we were sadly mistaken. No, we were just going just, just to for the experience. Um, and so along the back side of the wall, there, or back of the, the cliff there up against the beach, there were these like guys in their at least 70s mm-hmm. and they were all doing this really creepy thing where they were sitting they were all wearing polos and no bottoms whatsoever okay and uh, kind of sitting on the edge of their chairs and letting uh everything hang down daffy duckin What's is that, that a term jensen daffy duckin well isn't that what we wear a shirt shirt and no pants donald, oh donald duck daffy duck is when <laughs> daffy duck is when you just start screaming succotash i get those messed up <laughs> exactly but hold on a second here because it sounds to me justin like you went there to be turned on you went there to, looking for a swinging experience or a voyeuristic experience and that's not what the nudist beach was about no, I would disagree. I, that's not true. We, we weren't going there for that. We were just kind of going just to see what it was like. Well, your was, complaint is that the people weren't young and hot enough, no, and he, you didn't get to see people naked no. that you wanted to. Justin was looking for like-minded people and is telling you there are none like him, so he didn't enjoy it. That's what he's saying. I, I you, suppose so. There were also were a lot of people there that were specifically there to look at everyone else, and you could tell that they were because... They positioned themselves at the very back of the beach to look at everyone. Well, that's how I get the best photos. And they okay, have... <laughs> thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Binoculars. Let's go to let's go to our man Tom. He's in the Colton. It says here that he lives in a nudist resort. That's what we're looking for. Hey, Tom. Good morning, gentlemen. And Allie, how you guys doing? We are yeah. great. We really appreciate your calling. Where is this nudist resort? Um, it's up in Colton near Riverside. And... Okay. It's on a uh, ranch, about 120 acres, real nice okay. place. How long you been there, and how many other people live on the ranch? Uh, actual residence is probably about 80, and two years ago I came up here for a nude 5K race. I'm a distance runner, and uh, that would be fun. Wait, we're burying uh, the lead. Burying the lead. <laughs> right. You ran a 5K. Everyone in it is naked. Is it, is it easier for you to run because of that? Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, being a distance runner and stuff, you got you, you got to keep the junk kind of – it's fun to run nude and stuff, but when you're bombing hills and things are flying, and right. it, it can get a little, uh, we'll call it bumpy, you know. And for the women, it's, it can be tough, too, because uh, especially the big-breasted ones, you know, to not have a sports bar on. I mean, it's a running. terrible but, idea to run naked. No, it's fun, man. It's uh, it's free. It really is. It's, uh, it's, it's really, uh, you get out in the sun, and you just go out, and you cruise, and we're on a big ranch, so there's no one around. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I'm out on the trails. It's uh, me by myself or couple other residents everybody's real cool you know and yeah we put towels down by the way when we sit thank on you. seats thank you, for talking, <laughs> thank you for uh, so tom I, I my question is is like what was it that made you like you went there for the 5k and then you were like i like this lifestyle like what is it about it that like speaks to you um well first of all everybody is really cool nobody judges anybody for uh anything except they put on the table you know i mean not quite literally but you know they judge you for who you are um what you bring in and everybody's just they they take care of each other we care about each other we're all just fun you know it is a family place you know it's not like 
a lot of people have this concept that they show up to a resort and there's people banging at the pool or this or that. This is, uh, it's, we're uh, real respectful to each other, you know? You're just talking to me right out of it. Yeah. (laughs) Selling me. What would, uh, what's the percentage, I'm asking this because Kevin's thinking it and doesn't want to (laughs) ask, of people you'd want to see naked versus people you wouldn't? Wait, say that again, sir. What's the percentage of people you like seeing naked versus people you don't? Or does that not even enter your mind at this point after a couple of years on the ranch? It doesn't, man. I mean, you know, if you're out looking to get laid or something and you're looking for that kind of a thing, you're not going to show up at our place. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once you start, once you're into the whole thing, you don't even think about it. You know, I mean, you'll do the peak like, you know, the hero always peaks, they say. But then after a few minutes, it's it's just all the norm. You don't even think about it anymore. I know it's weird, but you really don't. Tom, do you find that you're having deeper connections with people on all different levels because there is no pretense? Yeah, you're stripped clean, man. Uh, not, yeah, literally, it's uh, there's no pretense. They're not showing up in any kind of you know a specific clothing that might say, oh, they have this or they have that, mm-hmm. or they're not. You know, you're just seeing them for who they are, quite literally. And when you meet people. Um, you know, when you meet somebody dressed a certain way or, or a, a certain, you know, a, a place, a, di- a club or this or that, you know, you're, it, it's a different, um, you get a different perspective. When you meet yeah. somebody like this, you're getting, them, you're getting them for who they really are. And they're accepting you for who you really are. And you how know, everybody euphoric, to. how euphoric is how swimming you- naked? It's lovely, right? Oh, my God. It's amazing. It's the yes. best, How could Tom. You, surfing naked is even amazing. Oh, you know? I it's, bet. Uh, <laughs> Tom, what you is... just got to watch the junk on the wax with a little right. Yeah, oh, a little, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Junk yeah. wax. Yeah. You have to be careful. Yeah. Uh, junk on the rocks is the uh, next album title. Uh, Tom, what is not better nude? Like, what are things that you don't do on the... Like, what, is there something that you... Well, here's the thing, yeah. It's When it's cold out, man, I've got clothes on. You know, if I'm working on... I, here's a typical example. I'm working on... Uh, I have a rig out here, one of my rigs. I'm working on top of the trailer. And, you know, you forget that the damn thing's aluminum, right? And it's 100 degrees outside. Mm. And I'm up there working, you know, doing my thing. And I sit down for a second and Ow. burn the crap out of my ass. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. seems things, like a negative. Those things that you got to kind of watch out for. Okay. But, uh, Tom, promise uh, me yeah. you're you're using sunscreen, too. Uh, I don't use a whole lot of sunscreen. No, gotta, I just grew up in the sun. And you got I know I need to. Tom. I've actually had a few. Uh, I've had a few things uh, removed. But Tom, I cannot um, imagine. Anyway. I cannot imagine a better spokesperson for your lifestyle. Yeah. Than Love you. it, Tom. Yeah. Oh, we really you, appreciate guys. you listening and calling in and sharing your experience with well, us. So I guess I, I do. I would like a little plug. Um, Olive Dale Ranch, April twenty eighth at ten thirty. We have our five k race. It's a lot of fun. We have live bands. Uh, there's you know pool, jacuzzi, restaurant. All that stuff. All um, right. and can't the wait Kevin, to send beer mug. Yeah, and, and the Kevin and Bean a singles party will be right there that night too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you sure do? Yeah. Why don't you have it here then? It'll be fun. It'll be good times. All right, Todd. Thanks anyway, for calling, uh, man. You can. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thanks for your time, guys. Have a good weekend. <laughs> you bet. Bye. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Kevin. Um, yes. Bear with me on this because I know you you've been trying to get us to have Sam the Armenian comedian on, and even though we all vote against New it. Year, New Sam. I know that's what you said. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like all right. Here's one of my great analogies. It's like you go and sit out in a spot in the yard and you get poison ivy, and then you go ooh, and then the, a week later you go, hey, I'm gonna go sit out in that spot in the yard and get poison ivy. See, again. that's just not the case because it is though. The, over and over and over again, you get poison here, ivy every time you sit on that spot in the yard. Why do you keep going to that spot in the yard? Here's what happened last time after mm-hmm. we talked to Sam. You mm-hmm. yelled at me. He was a genius. You being said you loved it. 
And Allie said, I think I don't hate him as much. Really? Yes. We sat in the grass one time and didn't get poison ivy? Yes. Well, then let's I mean, head I got right a little itchy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so where are we with uh, Armenian Comedian 2019? Dave, our producer of the King of Mexico is in. Where, what, what, what's happened in the last week or so? Well, you guys wanted to talk to him, so I reached out to him. And normally, you call Sam, and he picks up because, you know, what else is he doing? Right. And this time, I called. No, no, uh, no answer. Left a message. Waited for a call back. Nothing. Called. No answer. Huh. Left, left a message. Waiting so for a call back. So we assumed back. rightly that he was dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I actually got a little worried because you know he changes his phone number from time to time because he loses his phone and breaks them. So he get. I think he has but disposable have, phones. What? Yeah, you don't have to. What you don't have to change your number if you break your phone. If you're buying disposables, you do. He's saying like. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm sorry, Jensen. He's saying like he has burners. Yeah, yeah. He, like he's a total. Why would he have bur- burners? He's not gonna have a real phone. He Why? Just, he just can't because he can't keep one. Okay. He's Sam. Okay. Yeah. All right. So how do you know he's alive then? Because Kevin uh, put out a, an Instagram video on the, at Kevin and Bean and asking people, like, have you seen this man? And it was very funny. He was so quick. He was like, has anyone seen Sam near me? We're trying to get in touch with him. We think he might be dead. <laughs> so, so many things got jumped. I was very sad, though. Because, yeah. And then... Then what happened, Dave? And then, uh, how did it go? Uh, someone who knew his family reached out to them, and then they did. he did a video for us. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And that's how we know he was alive for sure, B. Yes. And he was uh, holding a newspaper with the date on it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ask right. me anything. <laughs> what, did he, what did he put in this video? All right, here you go. I'm alive and feeling so fine, you bitches. You never call me. What? I'm really freaking mad at you guys. Care of you, sit on it. <laughs> <laughs> Did he just Cunningham us? Full on sit yeah. on it. Sit on it. By the way, this whole story started with us calling. Yes. yes. And well, how nice. is he mad at us for not calling? Well, let's ask him. Twenty years after, we're still calling him. How can how can he be mad at us, <laughs> Sam? Good morning. He's alive. How are you, man? And I. First of all, I didn't miss you guys. I miss my fans calling me from Beating Podcast. Hey, thanks, Sam. Oh, you didn't miss uh, Bean and I and Jensen and Allie because we don't call, but the B team guys do, and you and you. So you miss them. Trying to just. Well, I yes? miss my fans. He missed fans. He missed, the, he missed the listeners calling his cell phone. Oh, because you guys would give out his cell phone. He number would give on out the his B-team. number. Right, yeah, he would. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but you don't okay. miss talking to Kevin and Bean at all, Sam. I like you guys. You are my hero. Otherwise, I can't be here talking to you. And first of all, I'm a survivor from uh, uh, in New York. I was hit by lightning and cab driver. <laughs> all right. All right. Wait, was that a joke? No, it's real. You got hit by lightning? That's yes. Just, that's just not true. Wait, the, <laughs> that, would, that would explain a lot. The old like producer? the weather or the old producer? <laughs> I was hit by lightning, strike my almighty God. I'm telling you the truth. You got the hit by, down, by a bolt of electricity down. from the sky. Yeah. And then the pole came down right in front of me, half block away, and I made a donut, saying to God, please help me. And I saved myself, and I was all electric shocked in under my car. 
and I oh. was, and I got out of there, <laughs> and the black guy, he gave me $20 tip. What the my hair. I am he not said, following this. I think is he, is he you know? saying you were driving a cab? Yeah, he's a, he's a cab driver in, in this though? story. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, right. but the but the light pole came down a half a block away. Are you sure you got hit by lightning? Listen to me. All right. Okay. Sorry. Ice cream man and all the girls you was in love with me. Okay. Okay. Something about an ice cream man okay. and all girls. Okay. He, he's been a cab driver. He was struck by lightning in New York City. Flagpole. You heard that part. The right. pole falls. Uh, he also was an ice cream man, and all the ladies loved him. Okay. Is that all accurate? I was, I was a good humor man, ice cream man in the summertime, and all the Americans they used to love me. They used to all over me, kiss me all over me. Okay. Sam. Sam, why are you bringing up all this ancient history right now out of the blue? We didn't ask you any of this. We didn't ask have you ever been hit by lightning, for example. Why, why are you telling us all of this now, all of a sudden? Yeah. No, I'm asking, why are you bringing this up? Why? Because I break my phones, that's why. You, you break your falls? Phone. 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 Come I on, see. Kevin. How does, Sorry. How does that... Tie into. Okay. I think he was referencing you saying he had a burner phone mm-hmm. and he breaks okay. down because <laughs> he got hit by lightning. Can, can you put pop- Sam on hold? Put yeah, Sam on hold sure. For Happy okay, guys. Time out. You. Time out. Let's, let's, right, let's yeah. discuss. Um, boy, there's a lot to unpack. Huddle right? up, guys. Huddle up. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I will tell you that I am ready to live on that patch of grass in the yard. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I really am. I, and I don't even care if, if I don't even care if I get poison ivy or not. I'm staying. Right. Uh, yeah, and I have this tape for three months from now when you vote no and you yell at me. Sounds like we're doing two breaks with Sam. <laughs> All right. Bring him back. Uh, let's we, revisit him again in a couple of weeks, shall we? Oh, well, yeah, we need a joke. Oh, we do need a joke yeah, before we, we go. We need a joke. Okay. All right. There's no way he's not listening to the show for 10 seconds once we go back. Uh, uh, hey, Sam. Yes, I'm listening to everything. Okay. okay oh, great, great, great. Ah, great. Before we say goodbye, we need a, an Armenian comedian joke, please. Oh, uh, I'm about to go to Las Vegas to see the Manny Pacquiao the fight with my wife. So she's getting hollering at me right now to help her all the luggage in the trunk. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. What? I got the rock and roll band. I'm about to play in teacher strikes in middle school on Hyperion. I got the manager, everything. Oh, no, 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 no. Haven't the teachers <laughs> suffered enough? <laughs> yeah. Come on, Sam. Sam, we need a joke. Okay. One one guy, he was in the butcher shop, and then the butcher says, here, I'll give it to you. Uh, take it home. Oh, he was happy. So he sees a friend down the street coming by. What you got? Oh, meat. Yeah. Do you have the ingredients? No. Here, I'll give you some ingredients here. He gives it to him. While he's walking, uh, a big eagle comes and grabs the meat and flies away. Boom, gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The guy says, you forgot the ingredients, you dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I knew I was going to have to get out of the delay for him. I knew it. Sam, we've told you every time we've talked to you, you can't curse. Unbelievable. Okay. We're happy to have One you back. One more thing before we go. No, we got to go. That's it. Break your phone. One more thing before we go. Okay, bye. One more thing. Okay, One see more you later. Thing I got to say. 
Okay, One more take care. Thing I gotta say. <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Uh, 2019 is going to be big. Okay. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. Valley McKay. Thanks, Kevin. Mm-hmm. This is uh, our favorite What's Happening of the Week because we get to highlight some of the songs that we're into at the moment. It could be something brand new that a lot of you haven't heard about or something that came up on a playlist and we're like, oh, I remember that. That's my jam. And that's why we call it That's My Jam. That's the playlist that we have. You can find it at Kevin and Bean on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We will give you the link. Just click follow on it and you're going to have new music from all the members of the Kevin and Bean show every single week in your ear holes. Pretty Kevin, cool. Kevin. Yes. You're first up with your pick. I first found out about uh, Fever 333 with Travis Barker when he was in mm-hmm. the studio with us. He said he was working with this band, Fever 333. They were very Rage Against the Machine-ish. Mm-hmm. And as that's one of my favorite bands, I started listening to them. And it, they're fantastic. Excellent. They put out an EP last year called Made in America. And that was another one of my picks for That's My Jam. This one comes from their new album, Strength in Numbers, which is out today. They have a brand new album out today. And it's a, it's a ballad which you don't really get from them a lot. Huh. And it's called Inglewood 3. When you're lost, I'll find you Through twilight and bald wet hills When it's dark, I'll light you A promise I will fulfill Nothing's wasted, moments graces I, uh, in a million years, would have never guessed that that was Fever 333. Right. That's, That's why I miles that. apart from their sound. Right. That's why I picked it, because I love this one, too, but it's yeah. nothing like yeah, their other music. They're good. sensitive in this one. Love it so much. Love it. All right, Bean, with your vastly different tune. <laughs> <laughs> I The biggest problem I had with picking a track from the Confidence Man album is I love every song on it so much. So fun. This is a band out of Melbourne. They're, I think they're the modern B-52s. Maybe B-52s meets uh, LCD sound system is how I might describe them. Or if you remember the band from the 90s, D-Light. They're very much mm-hmm. like that. They're super upbeat and super fun and super danceable. Again, the uh, the band is called Confidence Man, and the song that I picked is called Cool Party. It's so, so much. Good. Super fun, you guys. <laughs> it's just good times. It's really fun. <laughs> it's very fun. Jensen, now for your vastly different song. That's right. <laughs> I first heard about Perlo from Miel, uh, who's one of the hosts of Punch Up the Jam, one of my favorite uh, podcasts. And they're out of Portland, Oregon. It's a duo, Henry Bardot and Marie Hassau. I'm probably saying it wrong. Uh, they write and record their own stuff. They just released an EP uh, called uh, Day by Day, and that's the song we're going to play. If you like the 80s kind of secret lovers duets, mm-hmm. this is almost better than all those. It's got that kind of um, Christopher Cross feeling. Yes. Uh, let's listen to it. Do I go
I love it so much. You want to go out on the yacht this weekend? Yeah, if you're looking for a song that sounds like it's in the final credits of the movie Mannequin, I found it for you. I'm telling you, I love that EP so much. And it sounds like they were put on this earth to sing together. Their voices mesh so well. Very good. It delights me. All right, now is my pick. It's a local band. All the guys are from Long Beach. I wound up seeing them randomly in like 2014 at the Troube. <laughs> and I was like, they're really good. And then in typical alley fashion, something was shiny and I forgot about them. Sure. And then I heard this song and I'm like, holy fun anthem. It is a band called Rival Sons. And this song is just fun and I dig it. It is called Do Your Worst. Blind your eyes. Steal your tongue and get you in your own That band in 2014 and was like, eh, all right. They were great. I should keep up with them. Wow, vodka soda? Yeah, so I apologize to all of you. But five albums, they've got an EP. They toured with like Kiss and Judas Priest and Evanescence. I mean, it's just, it's insane. They've had this I wasn't great run. That. No, you no. weren't. But they have a new album coming out, um, I think, in about a week. Again, source me on that. I'm not great at keeping up with people, but it's Rival Sons and a song called Do Your Worst, and I dig them. And when you can support a local band, I say do it. Yeah, that was a... uh... That was a great batch of new songs. You it guys. really was. We were All diverse very as hell. We I really were. Said. I'm really proud of us, you yeah. guys. We, we see no color. <laughs> no. We just pick songs. <laughs> Rose. So if you want to follow along, just go to at Kevin and Bean on all of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and click on That's My Jam, and you're going to get that playlist updated every single week. It's just good stuff, you guys. Yep. Some birthdays for you. We've got Jason Siegel. Best part about Jason Siegel, not just his acting and comedic talent, his sister Allie. His sister, yeah, who we rules. just love so very much. And Dave Bautista and Jonathan Davis from Corn. Killing it. And Kevin Costner. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. How about a brand new Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup? Kevin and Bean's Internet Roundup. Yeah! Oh, watch me, baby! Uh. Internet Roundup. Come on, y'all. K-Rock was uh, literally the last major uh, market radio station in America to uh, have a website. Mm-hmm. Yes, true. And to stream. Yes. Uh, and to have a podcast. We had to fight every one of these fights. <laughs> we we literally yes. went in and said, we're, we're the only radio station without a, a website. And they said, it's a passing fad, this internet thing. <laughs> it's a fad, right? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> but I, I do feel like we've caught up now, and I do feel like we do a pretty good job of paying attention to what the new viral videos are. Dave, our producer, Kim Extra, actually puts this together for us this yeah, week. Yeah. Up every week, Dave. Uh, I know you're very excited. I know we don't normally do video game trailers, but what's uh, what's uh, in this week's roundup? Oh, the trailer for Mortal Kombat 11. It is amazing. It's so graphic. The gameplay looks awesome. I'm not even a gamer. I don't even have a system, and I want to buy one just for this. <laughs> wow. And uh, Ronda Rousey turns out to be the voice of Sonya Blade. All right, so that's pretty okay. cool. Also, the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer and the John Wick Chapter Three trailer. Those, those are both in there. What's that? Bobon's in it. 
Boban is in the movie. Yes, I know. How crazy is that? (laughs) Uh, Some great clips we're not going to have time to play audio for include one of naked men discussing each other's penises. So that's a video you might want to check out. (laughs) We're going to start with first, though. You guys remember uh, Pimp My Ride, that very popular show on MTV back in the 90s. Exhibit was the host of it for a while. Sure, sure. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, there's a comedy parody of it, and I don't know this. Timely. these guys, the, the clowns. I don't know their work until this, but this is fantastic. So it's as if Exhibit were hosting a new show called Pimp My Casket. Check it out. Guess who's back from the dead, y'all? It's X and the Z Exhibit with a brand new makeover show that would change the afterlife game forever. This is Pimp My Casket. Tonight's episode, we meet up with my boy Jack, whose dad Jim never got to enjoy the casket he deserved. We're going to make his death wish come true and turn Jim's eternal resting spot to an eternal pimping spot. This cheap-ass wood needs to go, dog. Let's cover it up with some carbon fiber panels so them worms won't have a chance to rot Jim's body more than they already have. Jim was a huge fan of the Fast and the Furious franchise, but he never lived to see the last six movies. So we installed a 10-inch display playing the entire series on loop. Just because Jim bit the dust doesn't mean he should be covered in it. So we're installing a solar-powered mini Roomba from our friends at iRobot to keep this tricked-out casket clean as a whistle. So after finishing up the interior work, now Jack's body doesn't fit. I don't know if we're going to be able to make this happen. We made it out. Oh, they broke his legs. can rest assured that your dad is resting in everlasting pimp and peace. <laughs> Very funny. There is a uh, young woman whose name is uh, Kaylee Kindler, and she is on a high school spelling bee team. And they uh, travel around and go to the various tournaments and whatnot. And one of the things that they decided to do, I guess to keep in practice or just to kind of prank each other, is they would come up upon one another and scream out a word and the other person has to try to spell it as fast as possible. And they're really having a lot of fun with it. Instrument. I-N-C-S-T-R-U-M-P. Mickey Mouse. M-I-C-K-E-R-O-M-O-E-C. Championship. Champ. Pepperoni. P-E-P-P-E-R-O-N-I. Nationals. N-A-T-O-N-A-L-S. California. C-A-L-4-O-N-I-N-A. Costa Rica. C-O-T-R-S-R-R-S-I-A. <laughs> I I don't know that that's going to catch on, but they sure <laughs> seem to be enjoying it. Uh, I found this clip uh, interesting. We usually play funny videos for you, but this one just struck me as so amazing because David Bowie was always ahead of his time, certainly in music, and apparently with the internet, too. He was asked, he was doing this interview with BBC back in 1999, and this reporter, much like the people who run K-Rock, did not see really a future for the internet. <laughs> and David Bowie tried to explain to them how it was, and he turned out to be right. It, it was going to change everything. Check out David Bowie. I don't think we've even seen the tip of the iceberg. I think the potential of what the internet is going to do to society, both good and bad, is unimaginable. I think we're actually on the cusp of something exhilarating and terrifying. It's just a tool, though, isn't it? No, it's not. No. No, it's an alien life form. What do you think, I mean, when you think, then, about the Is there life on Mars? <laughs> yes, it's just landed here. But yeah. that's, it's a simply a different delivery system there. You're arguing about something more profound. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about the, the, the actual context and the state of content is going to be so different to anything that we can really envisage at the moment where the interplay between the user and the provider will be so insimpatico, it's going, to, it's going to crush our ideas of what mediums are all about. 
And that's David Bowie from 20 years ago, you guys. Mm. I like the I like the interviewer that's just like, uh, what? But, but what? <laughs> Wait, hold Strangely, on. he was the head of CBS Radio. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, I never understand why people do videos like these, but I I guess because a lot of people will watch them on YouTube and maybe you make somebody. Here's an Australian guy who's decided that he is going to test his th- his pain threshold by going out of his way to go into the ocean and pull out man-o-war jellyfish, which have a very painful sting, and just draping them over his foot. Puts it on his foot just on purpose. On purpose, yeah, he gets feet. stung. To, both feet, yeah. Both, yeah, just, yeah. both feet. To, to see what it feels like, and what do you think it feels like? <laughs> Tickles? Okay, so I've got myself a blue bottle, a Portuguese man-o-war, and I'm going to put it on my foot to test the pain, I guess. Yes. (laughs) It's starting to sting. It's starting to hurt now. Ow! What do I do that for? Ow! Yeah, that hurt. Ouch. (laughs) Pretty sweet. So so what did he do after he stung himself? He went and got another one and did it again on the other foot. (laughs) I wonder if the other foot would feel the same. Oh, man. Reese, what are you doing? uh, it's a good group of uh, videos, you guys, and you want to check them out at krock.com or kevinabean.com. It's the Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup. Internet Roundup. Come on, y'all. Internet Roundup. Oh, watch me, baby. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Ten minutes ago, if somebody were driving down Wilshire Boulevard, did they just see Paul Shear running down the street? Was that part of their yes, morning commute? Yes, running or walking. What, what happened? I, a, a, a jaunty stride <laughs> as I mistakenly parked in the wrong parking garage. Uh, well, here, here's how it sounded from our yeah. side. Hey, guys, uh, he's not going to be re- here right on time because he's walking on Wilshire Boulevard. We're like, what? <laughs> Under what circumstances does that happen? I still say I made it in the building with two minutes to spare, which is yes, exactly like the way I like to Love do it. And we are delighted to see you. Paul has been a guest many, many times over the years on the Kevin Bean Show, and he is back with his new uh, series that he is a part of on Showtime called Black Monday, which yes. premiered this Sunday at 10 on Showtime. We're going to talk a bunch about that. But since the last time you were in, Paul, our mutual friend Jensen Karp has joined the Kevin and Bean Show. I know. I'm very excited about that. I was a replacement last time you saw Mm -hmm. me. I was just filling in. Filling in. And now a permanent addition in a brand new studio. I mean, things are permanent. I mean, he's here for now. But your letter did help. (laughs) So thank you for sending that. It's week to week. (laughs) (laughs) It's day to day, really. Uh, No, Paul was always so supportive. And when I had started a podcast back in the day, he was the one who was like, come over to Earwolf and and have fun. And he was really... uh, you were always such a mentor to me on that. Oh, so. well, you're so nice to say it. I'm, well, I'm just uh, excited to see the soundboard in action if I'm here live. <laughs> yeah. Please, I could do it at any point if you like. It's really and, my dream come true. I've and been Paul, following it on Twitter. You're still doing both your movie podcasts, too? I am, indeed, yeah. I do a movie podcast about bad movies, uh, which is called How Did This Get Made? And then do a movie, a podcast about good movies called Unspooled. Which has oh. been great. We had Peter Bogdanovich, who directed the Last whoa, Picture Show. Whoa, wow, on, whoa. Yeah, on last week's episode, which was wow. great. Yeah, it's come a long way from the other podcast where you had the guys from The Room on. <laughs> <laughs> Although Peter- this week we're really tackling a, a cinematic gem called Cellular about the dangers of cellular phones. Oh. It's an amazing movie where Kim Basinger gets trapped in an attic and she manufactures a phone and calls Chris Evans and they have to save each other. It's amazing. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. no, that's 
not, that's not for unspooled. That's for how did this get made? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, <laughs> the, it's the rare crossover. We're doing it on both <laughs> okay, podcasts. Okay. But uh, yeah, it has Jason Statham in it doing an American accent. What uh, is yeah. happening? Yeah, what how did we miss this? that? Like it was like late '90s. It's pretty great. Uh, oh yeah, man. yeah. It's a pretty great movie. Man, I want to ask you a question sure. about the the uh, the unspooled about the good yeah. movie podcast because this is so funny that you would be in today because we were having a conversation at the end of yesterday's show about the value in going back and picking up on stuff that is too old for you. Yes. Right? Stuff that happened. Like, should everybody see Citizen Kane or does it not matter? Does it not matter if you never see Citizen Kane even though it's a great movie? That what do you was, think on that? Well, that was my whole instinct in doing the show. I saw that I had all these like gaps in my movie knowledge. I hadn't seen Citizen Kane. I hadn't seen The Last Picture Show. And I wanted to see, do they actually hold up? Are they good? And what we're finding is, yeah, some of them are really good, and some you're like, okay, that's kind of a little racist, or a little problematic, <laughs> you know. And and, and and but it's fun to kind of discuss and talk to different people about. But yeah, like Citizen Kane is amazing. We just watched mm-hmm. Sunset Boulevard, which is amazing, an amazing, great film. And the old films that don't feel old is how you know that they're good. It's right, sort of like, exactly. yeah, you know, you watch all these movies, like, oh, this could be coming out in the theater this weekend. You know, it doesn't, right. you know. And, yeah. and others, you think, okay, that fit in the 1970s, but never now. Yeah, like, I watched this movie called The Searchers with John Wayne. Oh, my God, I lo- come on. You didn't like The Searchers? No. Oh, watch I love it The Searchers. Bean, come on. <laughs> Bean, Bean, be with me here. I, I don't remember The Searchers well enough to have an opinion on it. I mean, oh, it was a hugely successful movie. I, there are I some think... racist moments and some misogynist moments in that movie, for sure, because he's trying to save his daughter who is Native American, well, but they no, definitely no. don't call he's her Native trying, American. He's tr- no, he, he, <laughs> he calls him Comanche. Um, oh, man. And he's trying to kill his daughter because she's been kidnapped and he now feels that she's she will compromised. be compromised. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my. That's oh, yeah, a that, different plot yeah. than Jensen just gave us. <laughs> it's right? a lovely man searching for his daughter story. It's, it's problematic. Jensen is whitewashing it. Wow. Let me tell you, Jensen watched it. Let me tell you about my other favorite movie, Birth of a Nation. It's about a, an entertainer. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were trying to I know we'll move on here Paul but we were yeah. trying to talk Kevin yesterday into watching some Marx Brothers movies because he's never oh, seen my any goodness. Marx Brothers we, movies yes we did Is, one of them it, oh you did you did yes. a Marx Brothers movie we did had, uh, okay let me ask yes. you a question had you watched it any of them before you did this for the podcast. I have because he's a comedian. Yeah. Okay, go I, on. Okay. But I, I'm a Marx Brothers person. I feel like there are different types of people in the world. Like I think Three Stooges. You know, I think there's like Laurel and the Hardy. But I really think it's Three Stooges and Marx Brothers. Like if you like one, you probably don't like the other. Or you know, there's a rare crossover. I agree both. with that. They were yelling at me because I hadn't seen any, any of those either. So no, you no, don't no. have a side. I would say yelling. I mean, I would watch. So Duck pick Soup. one. Yeah, I said Duck, Duck Soup. Soup. Same as I said. Yeah. Yeah. No. Bu- by the way, no Buster Keaton, no Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, D- Duck Soup. I think Duck Soup <laughs> holds up. I mean, but by the way, but you know what? That's a. But why would you go back to it? Like you know, well, I never saw. Point. That's Kevin's that's, point. That's, yeah. But that's the point of a lot of people. Is look, do I don't need it. There's plenty of enter- Look, we live in an, an age of too many too many entertainment right. options. Anyway, why should I spend my time on a 1932 black and white movie? Well, I think t- that's a question legitimately a lot of people ask. Well, I'll tell you, Buster Keaton is like the Johnny Knoxville. Of like the silent era, Greatest. like he literally is doing stunts, like crazy stunts, like riding on a train, like not on a train track, but you know the little bar that connects the two wheels, like the most dangerous yeah. things. The man almost killed himself. He threw like giant logs off a train. Like 
He's doing jackass before jackass. Right. Yeah, and he jumped from a building and broke yes. his foot and then kept the footage. I mean, he's yeah. an incredible That's dude. That's Tom yeah. Cruise style. Yeah. But yeah, we brought like Jeff Tremaine on the show to talk about that a little bit, just about the similarities. So I think there's a lot of things to glean from it. Conan O'Brien came on to talk about his love of the Marx Brothers on on Humble too. brag. Right? <laughs> oh, you know Conan O'Brien. Okay, no, we get it. Big deal. Was he promoting his own podcast? Sure. But we took advantage of it to get him on the show. I was excited because Paul Shear this last week popped up on my favorite show, uh, The Good Place. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I play I mean, for the first time that you've ever seen The Good Place, I am in the good place and I am uh I guess an angel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, possibly. So, uh, I, guess, I, I guess I'm an angel. Yeah. I didn't you know, they haven't used that term angels, I guess. They're calling you ambassadors. I yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. So I uh I had to keep it a secret. I couldn't even tell people that I was gonna be on it. And it was a whole bunch of stuff. I didn't know what the whole episode was, but That's I just a wonderful knew, show. Yeah, it's, it's so great. And uh we're just as bureaucratic as DC is what we find out when you get <laughs> to be ambassadors of the good place. We have to have the, uh, multi-talented comedian, writer, director, podcaster, Paul Shear in studio. And we're gonna get to the reason Paul has made the journey today and parked a mile away and ran. Why I ran down Wilshire. <laughs> and it is called Black Monday Showtime. Uh the first episode is already up, by the way. You can yes. watch it. You can watch it online, but it, or you can wait and see it on your TV. This Sunday night, but we're going to talk all about it. It's called Black Monday, which means, you might, as you might guess, it's about the stock market crash of yes. 1987. And it is a fascinating era that I don't remember being anywhere near as hilarious as it is on your show, Paul. <laughs> the 80s, I remember a lot of tears back then. Well, I think this show kind of runs the, like, it runs both Hold sides that of point. it. Okay. Stop right there. We'll put you on pause. More with Paul right after I this love on it. K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Hollywood heartthrob Paul Shear in studio with us here on the Kevin and Bean Show. He is acting in a series on Showtime called Black Monday. I cut you off as you were starting to give me your take on that because I, I was just pointing out that it's a it's much a, a much funnier take than I would have expected for a show like this. Especially well, with Don Cheadle in it. Yeah, I mean, clearly we're going to the worst day in one of the worst days in America's history, uh, where basically you know tons of people lost their money, and this show kind of posits like how that happened, but. I think it kind of shows like a reflection of the society that we're in now in a way. It's like, yes, that was 1987, but like, look how far we haven't come. Right. You know, it's sort of like, yeah, now we have still have the same things. It's just kind of hidden a little bit more. So far after having seen just the first episode, yeah. I would like to live in that world. Yeah. <laughs> so much cocaine. There's a lot of cocaine. A lot of cocaine. Get ready for the, the episode where a duck hunt becomes a very big <laughs> integral part of it. I think that we try in the show to kind of uh, tackle things that, that you haven't seen done before in other 80s shows and everyone is kind of carrying this weight of uh, like everyone has a secret in the show mm-hmm. you know so I think mm-hmm. it kind of has elements of the shows that I love like Better Call Saul where it's like these drama moments like things that happen and they actually have stakes but then there are these insane funny moments like we do a sexual harassment seminar in one of the episodes which is one of my favorite things that we ever did, like a sexual harassment seminar in 1987, mm-hmm. is you know it's sort <laughs> of like was just yeah. don't get caught. Yeah, <laughs> what well, was like uh, it was like basically uh, boxing rules for touching a woman in the office. <laughs> Anything above the belt is fine. Anything below the belt, you, you <laughs> know, is, yeah, it's like, like that kind of like stuff. So like 
But yeah, the show and Don Cheadle is great. He's amazing. Uh, amazing. So good. And well, uh, no duh, by the way, Paul. Don oh, yeah. Cheadle is great and has been in everything he's ever been in his whole life. He's he's like really has like captured this character, and it's like him and Regina Hall and Andrew Annals and myself uh, and Horatio Sands and and uh, Yasser Lester. So a whole bunch of us are on the show, and it's been a blast. And I have a I'm rocking a pretty serious wig in this. Show. I mean, it the wig. Is. Let's say let's yeah, for the yeah, wig guys, because get the ready, wig get ready. Be, that's yeah. yeah, that's yeah. the best support. Actor nom, uh, just how, how, how often have you ha- had to sport hair uh, on TV? Well, or Human uh, Giant, you uh, wore... Human Giant, I wore wigs for characters and stuff. Yeah. But when I want, when I saw this character, I had an idea because there's something that gets revealed about this character as the season kind of progresses. And uh, my character, I think, carries a lot of weight as far as what he's hiding, as you kind of find out more and more. So I thought oh, it would be really right. good. To kind of have him be hiding the fact that he is bald, and my guy that I wanted him to look like was Sean Penn in Carlito's way. Oh, a great character! Yeah, yeah. so another terrible wig. <laughs> but by the way, everyone talks about my wig. Everyone on that show is wearing a wig. I mean, Don is clearly wearing a wig. Yes. Regina is. Her hair is doing things that I've never seen. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of wig work in this show. I think, I think this, before you came, Bean asked me, uh, like, do you get? You must be one of those people who get recognized everywhere. Oh yeah. People are used to the look with the bald head. I think yeah. people with the wig are like, is that Paul Shear? People have watched that trailer. I've sat next to them and go, oh, well, you're not in the trailer. I'm like, I am. That's me. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I really, yeah, I enjoy that. I have it, and and it's still, I think, shocking for all of us to see each other without our wigs on because now I'm so used to Don with that muscle stash and that big wig and Regina yeah. and her hair. But yeah, the show is, it's, I think the show is really fun. It's written by uh, the guy who co-created uh, Happy Endings, uh, David Casp. So it has a lot of like rapid fire jokes in it. And uh, yeah, and then some like more serious moments too. So it kind of about a bunch of people on Wall Street that you've never seen before. It's difficult to make the funny be really funny. It's difficult to make the drama parts. Be, yeah, and do both at the same time almost impossible. But this show does it. I think we're trying to yeah we're trying to walk that line, and I think it pays off more and more. And it's one of those shows that when we finished our last day, which was the last scene of the season. I was like, I have no idea where we go from here. Like, <laughs> which is kind of a great way to feel. It kind of makes you feel like the end of a season of Breaking Bad. Like, they push it so far that it doesn't feel like, okay, next week we're going to come back and it's going to be crazy trading again. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, that I think that that's the good thing about the show is it really kind of builds and stuff like that. You know what I was thinking? Again, we're talking to Paul Shear. Black Monday is the show. Showtime Sunday night. Um, what I was noticing is how crazy our system is the way the stock market works on the floor. Oh, the fact yeah. that you have all those guys having to get uh, make eye contact to make trades and throwing all that paper around and jumping up and down and screaming. It's, I, I, I've I never believe, understood that. Uh-huh. I cannot believe how in the 21st century the, everybody's not doing all of that from behind a computer. Well, I think now that's a lot more computer-based because you can get it in a little bit quicker. But back then, you know, you were basically using your own gut to make these trades. I'll tell you the story that was actually something we use in the show. Uh, the, one of the creators of the show, David Casp, his dad was a soybean trader. And he used to see these guys make this thing called the O'Hare play. The O'Hare play was when you'd bet really big on a stock. You'd take money from everybody that you knew. you put it all on a stock, just like putting it on a roulette wheel. And then you'd wait for the market to come in. And if the hit, you would 
come home a millionaire. And if it didn't hit, you would head to O'Hare and you'd get on a plane and you'd never come back. Oh, <laughs> and my you God. watch people in the 80s do this. So basically, wow. like, make wow. these giant gambles like that. And so that's one of our episodes coming up, which we based all around this idea of the O'Hare play, which is like, these, these brokers are making insane decisions. They're so fueled by Coke that they're acting like rock stars, but without any of the celebrity or success. So it's sort of like, <laughs> so it's like the mentality of a rock star, but then you have to go home to your wife and kids. Yeah. Uh, so that's a lot of like what the show is and a lot of posturing and stuff like that. But yeah, that floor was insane. We shot so many scenes on a floor, 300 extras, and just the sound of 300 people yelling and trading is, it's, it's overwhelming. But it still looks like that today when they do reports on the news from the from yeah. the floor of the stock exchange. It still looks very much like that. There's still a lot of yelling. I can't believe yeah. that's, that they, they haven't phased that out. I, I feel like they they could, but no one wants to. It's like the reason when they talk about SNL, like they stay up until 3 in the morning writing on Tuesdays. It's like, you could phase that out. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to. Yeah, you like, could all yeah. go home and be on Google pages. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Easy. Everyone just wants to basically be there shouting at each other and, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, eating five cheeseburgers at lunch. You know, yeah. whatever Paul, it is. did it make you at all nostalgic for the 80s, or are you, thank God, that's so far in our past? You know, I think what I'm so amazed at is, like, how our technology has shrunk so gra- drastically, but our society has stayed the same. Uh, but, like, you know, it's like, I, I, I love all that stuff, and it kind of makes it simpler. Like, you can't get in touch with everybody at all times. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but no, I mean, it's gross. The looks, the outfits, yes. the pleated things. No, no, no. I, I don't want any of that. Yeah. No. I think we we do better with I the new do. the new sexual harassment classes. <laughs> well, I think sure, yeah, probably better off. <laughs> well, it's a uh, it's a terrific show debuting this weekend on Showtime. We're always happy to see Paul Shear oh, on can our I, screens. And yes, can yes. I give you guys sure. if you guys don't have Showtime, can I give you a free code to get uh, like a Whoa. couple of months of Showtime? Whoa! Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So if you go to Showtime.com and you use the promo code Black Monday, you can get it for free. Uh, Showtime. That's Showtime. You can just get in there. You can get your Ray Donovan to fix. You can get on your Smilf. Just go to, uh, you know, whatever you want to do. You can go to Showtime.com and, and, and if, use uh, and, and, yeah, yeah, Black Yeah, if you're Monday. not using your cable box, you can also watch the first episode now on YouTube. It's just Oh, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Paul, before you go, 60 seconds with Kevin is going to fire rapid questions okay. at you. Just first thing that comes to your mind, please. 60 seconds with Paul Shear. Mustaches, great in real life or just for porn? Just for porn. What did you want to be when you were a kid? Eddie Murphy. (laughs) (laughs) Do you collect anything? Yes, uh, I collect, uh, right now I think Funkos. I'm into that. Dog kisses on the mouth. Mm. Yes or no? When I was a kid, yes, now disgusting. Do you have a hidden talent? Um, I like photography. Eh, I don't know. What was your first real job? Uh, I rollerblading around New York City, uh, trying to get people to sign up for Prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wasn't expecting that. Uh, what food would you ban from the earth if you had the power? Uh, liver. What's the best trophy you've ever won? Oh, uh, something from Doug Loves Movies, I think, because the only trophy I think I've ever won. Um, do you regret voting for Donald Trump yet? <laughs> no, I still stand by it. I think we're, I think we're on the right track. Uh, things are really turning around. Oh, we're leaving on a positive note. <laughs> also, Thank something you, we're gonna isolate and play forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. K R O Q. Q. First of all, it's Friday. First of all, Yay. nope. Nope. Second of all, it's time to keep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how dare you! Hit it, Steve. Yeah. I gotta keep it a hundred. Keep it a hundred, baby. Keep it one hundred. 
100. Keeping it 100. Keep 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 it 100. We appreciate the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of texts we get every week to look for a K-Rock song to, that you'd like to hear. And we got some good choices this week. Uh, texter number 99, Blues Traveler Hook. Now, I know that sounds like a comedy answer, but I'm telling you, if you heard that song right now, it would jam. You would mm-hmm. love it. And texter 101 was uh, Juan in Ontario looking for Paranoid Android by Radiohead. All so right. he'd be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That would not, not have hurt me at all either. But... Only one can be texted number 100, and that is our man Sergio, who joins us on the line from Whittier. Hey, Sergio. Hey, what's going on? What's going uh, on with you, man? Hey, no more Friday, man. Come on. Yes, yes, Sergio. 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 Can we change something? Nicely done. Sergio <laughs> yeah. 2020, everybody. What? Uh, what do you, uh, first of all, do you get Monday off? Are you looking at a holiday weekend, Sergio? I, I am looking at a three-day weekend, man. I'm looking nice. forward to it. Nice. Oh, what are you going to do? Anything special? Got any plans besides watching the Rams? Yeah, I got to watch the kids. <laughs> fatherhood is great, Jensen. <laughs> Sounds great. All right. I gotta watch the kids. You got it's to pick. Really you got to pick any song that K Rock has ever played. How did you make your selection? Uh, well, first of all, I was a hardcore Velvet Revolver fan. I mean. You know, die hard. I I did thirty shows, forty shows, whatever. And wow! I was a, yeah, I was a huge Scott Weiland fan, and you know, that didn't tough and anything. But a uh, striker last week on the free fall played Slither, and I didn't think you know we'd hear that song on the radio anytime soon. But it, it, it was really good to hear on the radio, and I think it's a really good song to play and get people pumped for the three A weekend. I like it. I like it as well. That, yeah. that was your cue, Kevin. That was my cue to start the song? Yeah. Okay. There it is. <laughs> Thanks, Sergio. All right. We're going to get up to Thank you. You too. Keep it 100. I'm going to tell you guys. That sounded great. Mm -hmm. That sounded great. Sergio Witter, nice choice. Um, We all remember how great Stone Temple Pilots was that I think it's easy to forget that Velvet Revolver had their moments, too. Oh, Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? That was a real, real good band. Uh, And uh, as Sergio mentioned, uh, you know, how much we all love and uh, and miss uh, the late Scott Weiland. All right, Allie, we always ask you to tell us when that song came out. You're usually pretty good at this. Uh, That's... It's early 2000. Okay. Like 2003. Mm-hmm. Maybe 2004. Why can't you just pick a year? 2005. This 2003. is what she does. She Two- covers like 10 years and then she's always right. <laughs> and then when it says it's the wrong I said that one too. Okay, <laughs> 2003. Right. Is that your final answer? Yes. Would you like to... Oh! Uh, but so close, and you did say 2004 at one point. Doesn't count, sorry. It came out in 2004 <laughs> and won the 2005 Grammy for Best Hard Rock Performance. So there it is, the Grammy award-winning Slither. That is from Velvet Revolver. Thank you to Sergio and Whittier. We'll do it again next Friday. It's Keep It 100. Keep It 100. The Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. We have been a very busy, very active show today, and I don't think we have spent enough time discussing our plans to... To help the Rams win the game this weekend, yeah, and go to the Super Bowl. Uh, what 
what plans do we have well, to discuss? Uh, you know, as we have discussed uh, many times in the past, many people have uh, superstitions. Many, many people have uh, a routine that they follow. Jensen, all those years as a uh, as a Clipper fan, no. did you have a routine? If you did, you need it to change work. it. That's the thing. <laughs> is it's different for me because I don't even know what the feeling of winning is like. Do you know what I mean? Like it's different. I have nothing to compare it to. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's why I bring it up. I had uh, dinner the other night at a place. Um, too much detail. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. And I'm talking to the uh, talking to the server, Inisha, lovely young woman, and she is a rabid, sorry, Saints fan. And we were talking about the game this weekend. New Orleans versus Los Angeles on Sunday afternoon, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And she was wearing a Saints jersey, which is why I started chatting with her. And uh, I said, how do you feel about the game? She's like, oh, I love the Saints so much that I can't watch them in the playoffs. And I said, what do you mean? And she, I said, you mean because the games are tense? And she's like, no, no, I'll get sick if I, try, if I turn, tune in the game during a playoff game. I will not watch any Saints playoffs games. That's the goal of the franchise through history is yes. to get into the playoffs. That's why you that's why you're rooting for them yes! the first 16 games is because you want to see them in the playoffs and ultimately go to the Super Bowl, right? So I said, "Do you you usually watch the games?" She's like, "Oh yeah, regular season I can do, but the stakes are so high during the playoffs that I cannot put my my body and my mind through that." And I I said, "So do you just follow it along like on the on an app on your phone or something?" She's like, "No, no." I don't want to know anything about it until the game is over. I wow. I find out after the game is over whether they won or lose. And if they won, then I'll go back and watch the game on tape. <gasps> that is insane. I'd never heard of it before. And I put it up when I got back from dinner that night. I put it up on my Twitter, at Clyde Tumbaugh. And I asked, do you guys, have you ever heard of this sports superstition? And I heard from multiple people who have done the same thing, have the same policy. It's too tense. To watch a playoff game, heard from several Dodgers fans. I totally get it. I don't even really? know. I don't even know how fans of sports teams that are good do it, because as a Clippers fan, we've only made the second round that one time, and we blew it. Right. And I felt pain, like actual pain inside. I was like, this hurts. Like it doesn't feel good at all. Right. And the stress and the nerves and games that come down to Game Seven and stuff. And yes. Down, down to last. 10 you, seconds. That's what you live for. No, it's enjoyable when it's not your team. I find it to be extremely oh. unenjoyable when it's my team. <laughs> I, I don't even have fun. It's like this is a terrible feeling. I get playoff poops. We've talked about it on the oh, air. Oh yeah. Where I just get so nervous that I have to poo all during the playoffs. I mean, it is. <laughs> I mean, it is nerve wracking. There's no I question how thin yeah. you are every year when the Patriots <laughs> are in the you. Super Bowl. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is nerve wracking, and I guess if you knew they were going to win, it would be worth it. But then it wouldn't be nerve wracking if you knew that you were going to win. You have now, to that's just the, go. You just have to go with it, right? You go because that makes it so much sweeter. No, when they win, yes. No, because yesterday when you were giving examples, when we were talking about this, you were like, you were shocked. I can't do it. Right. You said to me, you go, I was at a Kings game, and we were blah, 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 and then we won. I understand that was a great feeling. We went feeling. into double overtime. Great mm-hmm. feeling. Right, but you didn't know yes. that we were going to win that's that game problem. at all. So that's my problem. Into I, the second overtime, you had no idea. Well, as a Clippers fan, I know how it's going to end. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. That's the problem. And I'm saying I know, so I can't even get invested because it, it stings. And, I, and if I knew it was going to end like your Kings game, absolutely, I'd love to be there. But I didn't know it was going to end like that Kings game. I know, game. but it never ends like that for me. What I'm well, saying is, you have a bad team. Yes. Maybe that's the problem. It's always been a problem. <laughs> and now, Kevin, you know what it's like to have a bad team. 
<laughs> I mean, yes, I this mean, you're year, yes. going through it now, right? I mean, we are battling for last. So yeah. I just, I was just really, really surprised. I don't think I've ever heard that someone, someone who is such a big fan of the team that they won't watch them in the playoffs. I feel like that's the whole point is the playoffs. What about, um, let's say you're a Laker fan, which you're not, but, right. mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, they won with Shaq and Kobe yeah. mm-hmm. um, three, t- three years. And then after that, they didn't much. But still, you if you make it into the playoffs, you go to every game and you watch it because you're a fan. Maybe it's different because they've won before. I don't know. Maybe it's specific for my Clipperdom. But I'm saying I don't feel... You don't think I, I don't they think have that, a chance of winning. Well, the reward isn't worth the pain. Yeah, the reward is it makes the that's what makes the reward so sweet no. is the pain. No, I've had enough. Then, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If, if that's what you're saying, then give me the reward now. Okay, I, this is one of my best NBA experiences. Was the Lakers were in the playoffs oh, against sure the was, Portland Trailblazers? I'm sure it was. Great. Let me finish. Okay, the Lakers sucked. Mm-hmm. Period one. Period two. Halftime. Quarter. Period, sure. quarter yeah. Th- yeah. Sorry, that's no, hockey. hockey. Um, third quarter. I was so angry. We weren't making free throws. We weren't passing. We weren't playing defense. Yeah. I was so pissed. Got down to the end. Last three minutes. Turned it around against Trailblazers. Won. And I'm saying that that wouldn't have been one of the sweetest moments in sports had I not lived through that hell that was the first three quarters. None of your stories at all involve what I have felt mostly, which is walking to my car with my head down. <laughs> <laughs> wondering when we're going to trade Chris Paul, asking why Doc Rivers forced his son to be on the team, calling my mom, my mm. mom then telling me, well, I don't get it, why is it? And then having to explain it to her, and then going home and falling asleep and doing it again the next season. I don't so have it's the, the o- it's the opportunity to win that you don't have. And I'm not interested in feeling the pain that, do- that without comes without win. winning. Yes. Okay, I can see that. I was dating a guy from New York in 2004. Humble brag. Ugh, Post 9-11. <laughs> Uh, 2004 with the Red Sox down three games. Yes. Like mm-hmm. this is one of the greatest the, like, ALCS, right? But yeah. the worst situation ever, just him with the blah, 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 right? Yep. There's no way I was missing that next game. Even though they were doomed, there's no way they would ever come back. Right. Let alone that game. I, everyone's like, this is it. They're out. They're out of the playoffs. They came back and won four games straight and went and won a World Series. But you wouldn't have experienced that as much had you not gone to those three games that sucked. Exactly. It must be great. It must God, I just hearing you talk yeah. about it. I will say this. <laughs> it is exhausting winning that much now. It's tiring. It's tiring. Three more World Series since then. Oh. All right. Here's, let me, we got to wrap this up. All but right. here's what I'm going to do is Sunday after the Rams win, I'm going to drive down to the Herdat Cafe and I'm going to go and I'm going to find Anisha. Please do. And I'm going to say, hey, the Saints won. (laughs) (laughs) And you should watch the entire game. Just going to lie to her. Yep. (laughs) It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. It's a shame there's no uh, way to recap things that happened during the week. Yeah, people miss a ton of stuff. It is weird that we do so many things and then no one knows what happens at the end. I know I barely listen. (laughs) I know some people after work and most others are still asleep. So it's lucky that your boy Jensen wraps up every week. Kevin and B were on TV, but admit they couldn't hack it. I guess it was the gigantic pads in their jackets. Or maybe it's the makeup or just the way they talk. In the end, I guess they have faces made for K-Rock. And people go to their jobs and straight up act like a jerk. But I get to tell them, girl. And Kevin has 150 pairs of one sock, which left us dead in the studio like the drummer from Witch Rot. And Dave likes the rain like a six-year-old kid. We'd ask him, but we're too busy playing Chris Hansen clips. And Bean found some money, so he told all of us. And Allie's favorite TV show is Move That Bus. And if we end up in Atlanta, she'll kick a pony's ass. If you miss that, sh- download the podcast.
I mean, I think I would listen to that show. Yeah. Krock.com slash KB podcast. Well like done, that. Jensen. Thank you for that. It is Friday. That means Allie is here with a Friday. special Friday. Just that's for the ones I missed. Thank you. Kat, you look very pretty today. I do. You do. Oh. I'm wearing a shirt outfit. with mustaches. Can you tell? Why do you question that? Just say thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. <laughs> I do. <Just> very <laughs> cute. That's all. Listen, here's how you take a compliment, woman. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just roll out of bed and get in here. Come on. So you woke up like that. Yeah. Naturally flawless. I, I got sleep it. standing up with my makeup on. Sure. Well, Kat is here to tell us about some great things happening in town this weekend. But first, um, a few stories for you. Tom Morello tweeted this last night. I'm playing tomorrow for the striking L.A. teachers. 10.30 a.m. Grand Park City Hall, downtown L.A. Hashtag the night watchman cometh. Hashtag union strong. Hashtag solidarity forever. So... It's less than an hour. You can head down to Grand Park, City Hall, downtown L.A., and you get to see Tom Morello. Also, Aloe Black, Maya Jupiter, Ted Hampton, all sorts of people those down there. That's Those are main names you made up at the end. The, yeah, Ted Hampton. <laughs> Jupiter? <laughs> Phil Jupiter? Uh, drops of Jupiter in yeah. um, your hair. All fake. What? All fake. Uh, Apparently, <laughs> Buffalo Revelance was that? Oh, wow. <laughs> no. Um, you guys, you knew it was going to happen, but don't you also just say, wait, what? Why are you doing this? Do you need more info? Uh, more, yes, okay. a little more. So, you know, Les Moonves, he was the head of CBS. Mm-hmm. He was ousted and denied $120 million um, of an exit package after the internal investigation determined he's not eligible due to all of the sexual misconduct that he allegedly did. Well, Moonves is reportedly pledging to fight the network for the payout. There's apparently an option in his contract that included a provision that allowed him to demand binding arbitration in the event that he was ever denied a settlement. Which I don't know if that's normal wording for a contract or if he was like, if anything ever comes out, I want to be able to sue them. He After. is asking for it. Yeah. This is when it's really going to come down. Is that when all the discovery comes this is out? When, this yes. is when everyone goes, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. This is what, here's what happened. Finally, yeah. an instance where we can say he was asking for it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> as, as we always say, more music, less moonves. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Bring in the heat. Yeah. So I saw this study and I thought, you are weird and there's too much money involved with having people do studies. University of Florida researchers exposed a group of participants to the scent of strawberries, apples, biscuits, and pizza. They found that those who sniffed the unhealthy options for less than 30 seconds were more likely to want them. However, if you sniff that pizza for more than two minutes, it stops becoming desirable. So if you're craving something unhealthy for you, Smell it for two minutes, and then you won't want it. It's like dating. Go ahead and pull that one. That's, yeah. uh... So if you're like, oh, wow, look at this. That's odd. This taco. Let me smell it for two minutes. <laughs> really? You're going to go with taco? <laughs> Allie! Like, it's just insane. Like two minutes. I like the you... new experimental alley. <laughs> new year, new me. Um, but, I mean, really, do you put a timer on two minutes? You're like... 
you know, I want a strawberry now. Why would it's, they do that study in the first place? It's the dumbest thing I've ever read, and I just wanted to share it with it's you. It's science. It is science. <laughs> um, Ken. Yeah. I'm going on the way um, so for all of you anime fans, head on out to the Fairplex in Pomona because people are dressing up this weekend. Tomorrow, a big Anime Impulse 2019. I watched the video of uh, last year's. Mm-hmm. Just lots of weird people in costumes staring it. at the camera. I'm in. Kind of freaks me out a little bit. People watching is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. right? I just want to pull up a lawn chair in Pomona <laughs> and just like <laughs> take notes and comment on Twitter. Crack a beer? Yeah, it would be great. <laughs> I will not be with those weirdos. I will be with the dog-loving people at Santa Anita. Tomorrow is the inaugural Bulldog Derby. Your dog isn't going to race. Now, look, I'm against racing of animals. Because your dog is Here's the thing. We use race in quotes, right? Why she? I don't Why know. You? She heard it. I'm totally ignoring okay. you. All right. Well, good. because she's not fat. Because Kevin doesn't know what he's talking about. You don't know what you're to talking about. Yeah, bulldogs are top heavy. Okay, they're big sure. bones. Well, Envy has lost some weight. Yeah, she's lost twenty pounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just saying. Um, but they're not the most athletic breed. I think we can all agree on that. Thank you, Bean. So the word races in quotations because, I mean, it's going to take, like, I don't know, them dangling chicken and or a squirrel. Walk. Or a squirrel with chicken on their back running. It's a weird look. <laughs> I would like to see a squirrel with a chicken on his back running. Is that Linus in the background? No, this is some tape I have of Tater Tots as we're talking about. Oh, rest in peace, Tater Tot. Right. So this anyway, cool they're going to be though. a bunch of these, you know, the squishy fat kids are going to be on the track racing <laughs> and uh, all the proceeds will go to the Southern California Bulldog Rescue, which uh, is the organization that I adopted my bulldog through. And Bean's wife, uh, Donna, does tons of work with she those guys. She does so much work with them and that's yeah. how I got to love Stewie. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Rescue pup Stewie, yeah. So just imagine that. You don't you know, just come down and race and uh, or look at the watch the all the fun stuff. So it's going to be good tomorrow. I'm telling you, it. just going any place where there are multiple bulldogs in one location is just a treat. It's just so it fun. will actually make you laugh. Like you will you will walk out smiling. So just looking at them. So it's a good thing. And, and can I mention something else happening this weekend, um, which delights me to no end because I don't think they know who they booked. Um, the hotel cafe. <laughs> Has booked Chips Band, Well Hung Heart. Oh, Not sure if they thought they were an acoustic band or what was happening. But when Chip told me this, I was like, that's like a listening place. You sit there, you're quiet, you listen. Is you're it like not... a singer-songwriter type place? A lot, yes. It's not somewhere where someone blows your butt off, which is what <laughs> Well Hung Heart does. Yeah. Chip, what's happening? I think we're going to break Hotel Cafe tonight. I think they might. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Pretty yeah, your fans like go to the Velvet Margarita across the across the road and just get hammered. And then they're going to be like, you. what's the singer-songwriter place? Yeah, we might not be invited back. But it's going to be fun tonight. It's going to be fun. Did they give you any direction on uh, keeping it quiet? We were told there's a decibel limit. <laughs> you are oh asked. My God. What is happening tonight? Decibel I can't. Limit. Wait. Oh. But we're also playing with uh, The Last International and Glam Skanks. It's going to be fun until we get shut down. Glam Skanks, <laughs> also the name of my uh, acapella group in college. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, thank you. And it's tonight, by the way, at 10 p.m. Tonight, 10 p.m., Hotel Cafe. Chip is, is going to break it with Well Hung Heart. <laughs> Just saying. It's going to happen, you guys. You heard it here first. Birthdays for you, Jason Siegel. I mean, I think he's known for How I Met Your Mother, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Knocked Up, I Love You Man. Sure. But we all know him as Ali Siegel's brother. Correct. The guy that acts sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
artist extraordinaire. He's our second Allie favorite Siegel. member of the Siegel family. That's what I'm saying. Well, her parents are great. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Right? And then she's got a brother, Adam. So, <laughs> oh, and her dog, maybe, Riley. Maybe oh. fifth then? Oh, have He's you met fifth, Riley? No, no, the no. I've only dog? seen pictures, yeah. The best. Riley hates Allie. Like to the point where she'll be like, come here, Riley. And the dog looks and walks away. Makes a decision. It's it's a conscious effort for Riley not to like Allie. Does it make me bad then to put Riley above Allie? Wow. All right. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So you've got Riley, Allie, parents, brother Adam, then Jason Jason Siegel. Yes. Wow, poor Jason. I mean, we're just trying to talk about his birthday. He's had a rough life. Hey, happy birthday, buddy. (laughs) And Jonathan Davis from Corn. And that's what's happening. Thank you, Ali. Uh, The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with Strikers commercial free-for-all today during your drive home on the world-famous K-Rock. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. This is going to be such a hoot. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Not my favorite, but I'll allow it. Don't bogart that joint. What's up with that? Just pass it around. That is not attractive. And don't bogart that joint, my friend. Who spills a cheese grate? Just pass it on down. Oh, it was fun. It was fun. We, 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 it was not fun. No, it wasn't. I just want to say, I'm disgusted with the two of you. You get out of here. I just want to have a finale. I don't want to have a big, beautiful event and then people just go, good night, see ya. I want them to be wowed. Well, that covers a lot of ground. Say, you cover a lot of ground yourself. You better beat it. I hear they're going to tear you down and put up an office building where you're standing. You can leave in a taxi. If you can't get a taxi, you can leave in a huff. If that's too soon, he can leave in a minute and a half. Bong, bong. Anything else you want to... No. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Gotta see the Rams, got to see them live. Gurley cross the goal line, he is gonna die. Gotta see the Rams, gotta see the Rams. <laughs> Show is filling holes, line kicking goals. Got the slinging bull, it's Rams are gonna roll. Gotta see the Rams. Gotta see the ring. I mean. comes down the field, he's going to explode. Gotta see the game with Wake Go. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.